Today I want to talk with you about maximizing momentum because this ministry, you are moving forth and you're moving forward with some serious momentum right now. Um, one of the things that my wife and I often teach and talk about is something called unlocking the dream that's within you. But before I get into this, uh, I just want to actually show you the scripture that this is coming from. Psalm 139, verse 13 through 16. Many of you may be familiar with this passage of scripture. It says, for you formed my inward parts. This is a writer talking to God. You covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and that my soul knows very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed, and in your book they all were written, the days fashioned for me, when as yet there was none of them. So the first thing that this makes me think about is what is really the meaning of the word momentum? When you're talking about what all this thing that God has done in forming us and fashioning us and making us, I have to think right away. Someone says, okay, the name of this message is maximizing momentum. Well, what is momentum? Well, I could give you the physics definition. You know, it is the force that is applied to an object and it moves over a certain length of time. Over, you know, am I going to give you the physics definition? <laughs> Here's the definition I think most of us will understand a little bit better. It's the strength of force that something has when it's moving. The strength of force that allows something to continue moving. Or it's the strength of force that causes something to grow stronger or faster as time passes. So when you say God has given this church momentum, there is a, there is a strength that is behind this church that's moving it forward, that's causing it to grow. The momentum is that what keeps it going if after it's had its initial thrust and push. Maximize, what does that word mean? It means to increase something as much as possible, to increase something to a maximum or to the, to the greatest of its extent of its ability or potential. Maximize means to use something in a way that will get the best results. So what we're talking about is how to get the best results that God has for your life with the momentum or the force or the strength that is currently pushing you forward. Wow. Are you ready? That's why, that's why Dr. Walker kept talking about God wants to get us to the next level. Before we go any further, there's a prayer. I want us to all pray together. So just look up and let's all read this together because we want to get our hearts ready. And you didn't know this. You didn't know I was going to do this prayer. We talked about preparing our hearts, the soil of our heart. Here's the opening of the prayer. Let's say this together. Lord, I pray that the word today would find good soil in my heart. I reject the thoughts of offense where the light of your word exposes my sin, I do not take offense. I will change and turn to you, my heavenly father. I reject condemnation. Your word says that Jesus did not come to condemn people. This word does not come to condemn me, but it comes to heal me. I reject accusation. 
Satan is the accuser of brothers and sisters, and this word does not come to accuse me or abuse me. This word exposes Satan and his lies, and I choose to believe and receive the truth. God says in his word, blessed are my eyes for they see and my ears for they hear. For many prophets and righteous men desired to see what I see and did not see it and to hear what I hear and did not hear it. Therefore, I will hide your word in my heart that I might not sin or I'm sorry, that I might not sin against or miss the will of God. Open my eyes that I may see wondrous things from your word today. Come on, just bless the Lord right now. Say amen. That's so that we get our hearts ready, the soil of our heart actually ready to receive the word of God. How many of you ready? Yes. My soil is ready. My heart is ready. When we look at that scripture from Psalm 139 that says, your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed, and in your book they all were written, the days fashioned for me. This particular psalm is the writer speaking of how God was actually doing something inside of us before we were even born. There was a fashioning and a shaping and a preparation that was happening beyond just um, the physical formation that was happening with our physical body. In fact, this word means, and in your book, where it says they all were written, it means my members were written. When it says the days fashioned for me, it actually means the days ordained for me. While God, while we were all, while we were still in our mother's womb, God was already ordaining our days and fashioning our members to be able to fulfill what He wanted to do with our lives. That's why when we look at certain athletes, certain entertainers, God knew he wanted them to uh, be a great player. So he fashioned their members, their muscles, their body tone, everything to be an athlete. He encoded in their, in their DNA what they would need in order to fulfill their purpose. Wow. Now, just stop and think about it. I believe that there is a secretly encoded dream of God that he has put inside every single one of us. And he fashioned us to fulfill that purpose. Wow. It's really something to me because I did not know. I told you earlier about what happened while my mother was still pregnant with me. I did not know how God would still use my life in spite of that tragedy. When I came into the world, I came into the world of a grief-stricken family. So God took what was an incredibly traumatic experience and even what was going on, going on with my mom and with me being inside of her while she's grieving. God did something in my DNA beyond what the enemy was trying to do. The enemy wanted me to just be pessimistic and sad, always looking at the worst side of life, always expecting things to go wrong. But in spite of that, God encoded in my DNA a determination 
and life. My name is Christopher, which means one that bears the name of Christ. So in spite of every situation, I'm called to come in behind where there's been grief, where there's been loss, where there's been trauma, and to bring the name of Christ, to bring his life, to bring his anointing. Do you know why God gave you life and breath? I want you to know that he already encoded it in you. You don't even have to try to make it happen. God's dream for your life. You don't have to try to make it happen. It's more about submitting to his dream than trying to make something happen for yourself. Wow. I believe, now this is, I believe that there's a difference between fantasies and dreams. Millions of people are chasing fantasies, but they call them dreams. In Proverbs 12, you'll find this. It says, those who work their land will have abundant food, but those who chase fantasies have no sense. Here's another proverb. Those who work their land will have abundant food, but those who chase fantasies will have their fill of poverty. So what's the definition of a fantasy? How do you know if what you are pursuing for your life is a fantasy or if it's a dream? Because everybody says, I'm chasing that dream. Everybody says, I'm chasing a dream. Well, fantasy is this. It's an imagination, especially when it's extravagant and unrestrained. I got a few words up here. I don't know if you can see this real small, like uh, the fantasy that I'm going to be rich and famous and sexy and powerful. Now, all of that is in itself, is it no problem with being rich, no problem with being famous, no problem with being sexy, no problem with being powerful, unless it's all just an unrestrained desire to get something for yourself. So there's a lot of people. You, you guys see it in social media all the time. People got stuff. There's all kinds of memes and posters and pictures. And some, I'm on that grind, chasing that dream. No, oh, you're chasing a fantasy. Why? Because it's all about you. A fantasy is always all about me. But a dream which comes from God is always bigger than us. There's a difference between the young man who has a fantasy to be a great basketball player because I want to be all of that versus the one who's chasing it because I want to take care of my family. There's one who has a dream because it's bigger than him. I'm trying to take care of family. There's people like LeBron. I don't know if you, how many of you are happy about LeBron or not. <laughs> but LeBron is one of those ones where it was bigger than a fantasy because here's a man that's taken millions of dollars and is now helping other kids from the neighborhood where he came from to go to school. So LeBron James had a dream, something that God encoded within him, made him strong, gave him a little bit, something special. It was raw, 
And it was up to him to do the work, to do the diligence, to work, to be disciplined, to sit under mentors, to do what coaches tell you to do in order to bring out the full potential so that what God had encoded within him could one day happen. And he finds himself a three-time NBA champion, been to the finals seven years in a row, but he's taking that money and he's helping the people from the hood where he came from. That's what Harrisburg has to have. Harrisburg is full of fantasy chasers, but we need some dream, dream builders. And that's why God has established the Empowerment Center. Because you have dreams, not just fantasies. With you, it's not just about you. And my, my, well, sometimes they say my four and no more. You got much more that God has encoded in you and you're recognizing the code. Wow. Let me keep going. <laughs> a dream, particularly God's dream, is a vision and glimpse into the days that were fashioned for us. God's purpose and plan and will for our lives. So a dream, particularly God's dream. Some of you, you get glimpses and pictures of your future. I know I did. I used to see myself a little bit. What I'm doing right now, I used to see myself doing this. While I was in elementary school, I didn't know how that could ever happen, but I would catch little glimpses and see myself up talking in front of people. The same kid who wouldn't talk to nobody. <laughs> who was sad and didn't expect nothing to go right would get these little glimpses of himself sitting down talking to people and giving people advice. Why? Because it was bigger than me. I didn't even want to. Some of you got dream, got a, there's a dream inside of you and you've been running from it. You go, but I don't want to do that. Because you think you can't accomplish it. Why? Because it's bigger than you. Do you know that fantasy is actually settling because if it's a fantasy, it's fantasy. It's just something that I could, I could work that out. I could do that. I could do that. But dreams always is bigger than us. And it requires other people to come alongside to help. Well, I want to do it myself. Do you know that nobody that's been successful has done it all by themselves? There's been somebody in your journey that has helped you. There's been somebody. You didn't even think about it sometimes. All of your teachers weren't against you. It may feel like it. All my teachers was bad. No, no. In fact, did you know that everybody that challenges you is not a hater? Some, I see that a lot, too, on social media. Always talking about the haters. And so what we now think is that anytime somebody challenges my dream, somebody uh, gives me or critiques me, criticizes what I'm doing, you hating. No, everybody that challenges you is not hating on you. And that's because everything that you do, this ain't good English. I just said that. Ain't, this ain't good English. <laughs> but everything that you do ain't right. Again, I'll go to athletics. Somebody who uh, wants to be a great baseball pitcher he may have the strongest arm in the world and can really throw that ball really fast, but his mechanics aren't right. 
And so a coach comes along and says, you're not lifting your leg up high enough. You're not driving off of the back foot. You, you're using too much of your elbow when you throw. And go, you hating. You hating on me. You're just trying to keep me from my dream. No, I'm not. I'm trying to help you. It's just that when somebody comes and challenges your technique or your form or the things that you're doing, we've been trained to think every time somebody criticizes me, they're trying to stop me. No, they're not. Everybody trying to, they're not trying to stop you. They're actually trying to help you. You just had a little bit of training today. As Dr. Walker was talking about tithes and offerings, that's part, that's part of that training. That'll help you. No, you're not. There's just another pastor trying to get my money. No, I'm not. I'm trying to help you. That's why he's so passionate. He's not mad. He's not angry. He's passionate. Why? Because he's been somewhere where you and I are trying to get there. And when you're following and you're in the footsteps of someone who has a dream from God, like this man and his wife, and this team of people here, when you're working with people who actually have a dream from God, they've been somewhere. They've had an experience with God. They're not just talking head knowledge. It's not just facts and figures. It's not theory to them. They have actually experienced victory. They've experienced success. And so what they are trying to do now is help us to get the same level of success that they have had and actually to go further. Am I right, Dr. Walker? You're usually wanting to get people to go further than what you have gone yourself. I believe that there's a secretly, I've said it before, there's a secretly encoded message inside of everyone. I believe that the greatest creation in the universe is a human being. Did I just say that? Yes, the greatest creation in the universe, God's creation, the greatest thing in all the universe that God created was human beings. Even if we look in telescopes and see all the galaxies and stars and awesome stuff or you can go under the sea and find fantastic stuff you can go under the earth and find all kinds of incredible things you can look in the microscope and there's an incredible world but still nothing is greater than the human being why because everything else all everything that god created he spoke it he spoke it he said light be firmament be trees be animals be but when it came to us he didn't talk the bible says he took the dust earth and formed a body and then with us he himself breathed himself into us so when it came to us he didn't say just be he took his time what we read, he fashioned us, he formed us, and then he breathed life into us. So don't you think that the same God who takes that much time, and he did it with every single one of us, forming us and fashioning us and shaping us in our mother's womb, put life in us. He actually put purpose in us. He encoded his dream. For us, his dream. Some of you know the story of Joseph in the Bible and how he ended up becoming the prime minister of Egypt. But the journey that got him there was with his brothers, first of all, selling them into slavery, 
He ends up in Egypt in a guy named Potiphar, his house. This guy gives Joseph charge of his house. But then Potiphar's wife lies on him, said he tried to he tried to rape me. So he gets put in jail. <laughs> they put him in charge in jail for a, for a while. He even had a chance to get out early if somebody had just remembered him. Anybody ever been in a situation like that? You, if somebody had just remembered your name, you could have had your promotion. They forgot about you. So he had a tough journey to get to fulfill the dream that God had for him. Sometimes we refer to it as Joseph's dream, but actually it's God's dream for Joseph. And that's what I want you to connect with today. It's God's dream for your life because he encoded it there. He put it there. Wow. So that's why I have these little statements that says the secret, the secretly encoded dream or message was embedded in your substance. But in order for you, but in order to get the dream activated, get your momentum going, uh, God's got a, I call it pushing an enable button. Now I'm going to date myself back in the mid nineties when computers came first came out, they always had this button that you had to push. It was called the enable button. You could, you could uh, take it out the package, set it all up, turn on the power, but still nothing would happen until you push the enable button. I don't know if some of your phones are like that. Uh, where you still got to initiate it. There's some type of button that has to be pushed to actually get everything going beyond just the power button. You got to get it activated. We have that now with a lot of our debit cards and stuff. You can get a card in the mail. It shows up from the bank, but they tell you, you're going to have to call this 1-800 number to what? Activate your card. So just think about it. All that money is your debit card. Your money is sitting in the bank, but until you activate that card, you can't access your money. What am I getting at? There's a dream that God has encoded within you. People all over this planet, millions of people who are like that card that's never been activated. The dream is encoded. The potential's there. God's plan is set, but they never activated. They never connected with God. Did what this young man did last night. I confess that you're a king and lord of my life. I receive it. It's over. It's done. He's been activated. <laughs> yeah. And now that dream, that dream that God put in him when he was born, in spite of circumstances, situations, neighborhood, people, now what God Form this young man in his mother's womb to be and to do. It's now activated. Now he can do it. Woo. Come on, say bless the Lord. Now comes the tough part. He said, I knew he was going to get into something tough. And this will come from the, the back of your sheet. The, other, the front part, y'all can look read that on your own time. But now I just want to just share with you. I want to share with you what it's really going to take now that you know that that dream is there. You know the difference between fantasy and dreaming. You know you've got to get activated by God. And so once you're activated, you got momentum going. Now, how can you maximize the momentum, the forward thrust that God has you in? Well, first of all, there's got to be discipline. 
<laughs> discipline. We hate that word sometimes. Discipline. And I'm going to give you some very practical things. I don't, I don't believe that when we gather together, you just walk out and I'm just talking to you in theory. I want to give you something practical. Discipline. Get yourself on a schedule. Change your diet. I said, no, man, you're going to go there? Yeah. Because <laughs> you did, you know, I'm so glad that Dr. Walker shared those things. Part of the systems of poverty are actually even affecting our health. There's food that we're eating all the time that's affecting us. It's affecting our bodies. It's affecting your brain chemistry so that you can't fulfill God's dream the way he wants you to. So change your diet. Even change, and I don't just mean food diet too. Change your diet of your intake, what your eyes are looking at, what your ears are listening to. Dr. Green, are you getting into all that deep religious stuff? No, I'm not. I'm talk I used to have this, remember, we was youth pastors for many years. Inner city, St. Louis. I'd always get into debates with young people about what you're listening to. And so they said, is there anything wrong with us? Because back in those days, it was Tupac and, and Notorious. And well, that was a whole nother day. Is there anything wrong with us listening to that? And I said, no, ain't nothing wrong with you listening to it. The issue is, what do you want to do with your life? That's always the issue. It's never about, should I go to this movie and that movie? Should I watch this or should I listen to this? That is never the issue. The issue is, what level of success do you want in your life? Because here's the truth. Whatever you feed on, you become. Whatever you're taking in, that seed. So what do you want reproduced? I got several friends, like he talked about, and family that are in the industry, music industry, different things. One thing about my cousin, he doesn't have a lot of time listening to other people's stuff. Why? Because he's working on his own. Did you know that movie stars aren't hanging out, watching movies, and watching TV all day? Why? Because they're working on their own stuff. <laughs> Discipline. If you're going to spend all your time watching TV, watching video games, playing games, doing stuff, then you'll never, when are you going to work on your thing? Because it's not just going to just happen. I've had many, many people say, I want to be a writer. I want to write books. I said, so what do I need to do to write a book? And I would always get this one profound answer. Start writing. <laughs> the book isn't going to write itself. So start writing. Yeah, but I want to, I want to work on the cover and the design set. Forget about the cover. Write the book. Which means you got to turn the TV off. Turn the phone off. Oh, that's the hard one. So y'all thought I was going to be deep and religious and spiritual. I mean, you thought I was going to say fast and pray. Well, yeah, that may be involved. But let's start here. Discipline. Turn the TV off. Turn your phone off. Get off the computer. Turn off the game and start writing. Those of you who are songwriters. 
I want you to understand, you don't, he didn't pay me to tell you this. When he goes in the studio, and his wife can tell you, he's in there for a long time, ain't he? <laughs> he's in there for a long time. Hours. And while he's working on music and putting lyrics together and playing the track, and you hear one little note that's out of place, discipline. You don't go, oh, ain't nobody going to hear that. No. Do you? You don't go, ain't nobody going to hear that. You go, even if we have to do this whole track all over again, and we already been working on it for three weeks, we're going to change that note. Why? Discipline. Wow. Get yourself in the habit of doing whatever you got to do. If you need to start an online course, enroll in technical school, a business school, um, get the courses that you're going to need to fulfill what's in your heart. Don't try to get other people to do your research. Some of you know the, know the parable of the five, five foolish virgins and the ones who were wise. And that's all, that parable is always told in the context only of expecting Jesus to come. You know, five was ready for the bridegroom and five were not. I understand the context talking about the kingdom of God, but there's a kingdom of God principle hidden within that parable of the five foolish virgins and the five wise ones. Here is basically it. They were supposed to be there waiting for the bridegroom to show up. If you're prepared and your lantern is already full of oil, you can go right on in. If you're not, then you can't come in. So the call went out. The bridegroom is coming. Five of them weren't ready. So they turned to the other five and said, can you give us some of yours? And they's like, no, I can't do that. And then they say something interesting in the parable. You're going to need to go into town and buy your own. Now, we're, we may think, man, that was really cruel. No, it was a once in a lifetime opportunity. And the way to be ready for the once in a lifetime opportunity, you're going to have to go make the investment yourself. The same investment we made. I can't give you the answers to the test. That's cheating. Well, we got these unwritten rules that we come up in in the hood. Like, oh, no, see, you hating. See, because if you was a brother, you would help a brother out. I'm not helping you by giving you a handout for your once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Because what will happen is, if I did that and you got the position, I lied and helped you get the position or whatever, you're going to come to some point in that career, that position, well, what you need, you're not going to be ready. You won't have it. And your calamity, your fall will be worse than if you had never taken that post in the first place. So that's why those virgins had to say, no, we can't give you ours. You're going to need to go into town and make the same investment I did. I can't give you, we've been married 35 years. I can't give you 35 years of our experience as a husband and wife, as a mother and father, as a pastor, as a leader. You're going to have to dig in there and do the same thing that everybody else has to do. Open your Bible, <laughs> read, seek God, come to class. Dr. Walker says, come and learn how to get out of poverty mentality. 
poverty system, poverty spiritual stronghold, then turn the TV off. Get in the car, drive to the empowerment center. Why? Because a once in a lifetime opportunity is coming your way. And if you're not ready, God will not be able to give you the abundance that this man has been preaching about. You won't be ready. Now can you see it? Say, Lord, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm going to discipline myself. Next one is diligence. This is stay consistent. Stay consistent as possible. I call it do, th do it right the first time. You know how, I don't know if any of you had, had a mother, grandmother, an auntie, somebody like this, where they tell you to do some dusting in the house tables and all that kind of stuff and they come behind you and then they go under and you go and they you ain't dusted this at all and you go yes I did I did the top and as far as they're concerned you didn't do anything if you didn't go to the places where nobody could see why were they doing this why were they having us do that they were trying to teach us diligence you don't just do what everybody can see. Be consistent. You've heard often hear the word integrity. Here's, here's a good definition of the word integrity. Integrity is this. That means if nobody else is watching and nobody will ever know, I'm still going to do it because it's right. And those are the kind of people that God can release you into his dream for your life because much of what has to be done in the world is going to take place behind the scenes. It's going to take place behind closed doors where nobody knows. Most of the success of your life will not take place on a stage, on a basketball court, on a football field. In fact, for all of those guys, that's not the real glory. That's a fleeting moment that takes place two or three hours a night during the time that they're playing a baseball game or a basketball game or two or three hours on a football field or a baseball field or on a soccer field. That's not the real glory. The real glory is behind the scenes when those guys, some of them, they, they're just so glad for the opportunity when we can go into the neighborhood like LeBron and I can really fulfill what's really been in my heart and now I can take care of my mom now I can tell my mom you don't have to work the job no more I can take care of my sisters and brothers help them to get out of debt but it all starts with diligence the willingness to do to be consistent and do stuff right the first time do it even if nobody else sees it or knows wow Attend the gatherings. Come and be a part. Those of you that maybe kind of sat on the outside a little bit, come on, all the way. Come on, follow your leader. Be diligent, be consistent. Here's the next one. Determination. Develop a don't 
quit. I love this. Don't quit. Never give up attitude. About yourself. Some of you, you've quit on yourself. You easily quit on yourself. You don't believe in yourself. Because you got your eyes on your failures, on all the times that you messed up. But I want to declare this over you. This is your last day for that. Stop beating up yourself. Stop beating yourself up. I'll never get, quit saying that I never get anything right. That's a lie. That's not the truth. Especially you, you know, those of you who are teenagers in the room, stop saying I never get this right. Or I will never get this right. Quit making that confession. It's not the truth. Now is the time. Develop a don't quit, never get up, give up attitude. Stay determined. That's what's, that's what's on your leaders. This man, <laughs> y'all say, I can see you now going, man, he always doing something. He's on Facebook every day, on social media, every morning. He's speaking and giving words of encouragement. Don't he get tired of that? No. Why? Because he's living the dream. But I thought living the dream was, was the big mansion and all the big cars. And all that. No, that's not the dream. The dream is what God placed within him. Hood's got to rise. He can't do it by himself. So he sent you. Let me say that again. He couldn't do it by himself. So he sent you. So I want you to change the attitude, change, make the switch now that this is all about me coming just to hear Dr. Walker and the other leaders to come and give me something. Now I'm coming to contribute. I'm coming to bring my part. And while I'm bringing my part, I'm going to learn even more about myself. I'm going to learn more about the almighty God. Yes, Lord. And that's when it's discernment. You got to learn how to recognize the voice and the will of God for your life. Learn the difference between dreams and fantasy. Put, put yourself to the test right now. Is what's in my heart? Is it about me? Is it all about me? Or is it bigger than me? If you can do it all by yourself and you don't need nobody to do it, most likely you've got a fantasy. Because when it's a dream from God, you're going to need somebody else. Because it's way bigger than you. Now, I just want to tell you how God's going to get you there. Finish, let me finish this. The last one is devotion. Anybody can, devo can be devoted to their own personal success. But unlocking that dream and maximizing your momentum is going to mean being dedicated and devoted to the success of God's dream through your life. It always amazed me, and I'm going to tell you about myself. I always had all this energy and stuff. I'm willing to sacrifice and do whatever it takes if it's something I want to do. But as soon, just like he's talked about the tithes and offerings, you didn't know, you stepped all over the message. You preached part one today. <laughs> but can you hear this? You can be so, you can 
you got all this energy when it's something that you want to do. But as soon as, as soon as it's for God, all of, I, I hate that. You always have this kind of this drop, like for God. For God. Well, here's one of the things that got to change. It's not for God. It's not something I got to do. It's something I get to do. I get to participate with the greatest move that's sweeping the planet in this day and time. I get to be a part. And even if nobody ever knows my name, if my part doesn't involve being in the spotlight, I want you to understand that when you're watching movies, you know how at the end of the movies they run those credits at the end and it takes them 10 minutes to run through the credits? It's like, but we ain't see but like 10 or 15 people on screen. So what's all this long list of credits? These are all the people whose faces we'll never know. And let me let you in on a little bit more. Who got paid more than the folks who you saw on screen? Music industry alone. I want you to understand. The folks who are singing ain't getting paid nowhere near the amount of the person who wrote the song. Am I right? Songwriter gets the royalties. The producer gets the royalties. The artists, they're going to get what they call mechanical royalty, which is something like one or two, maybe three cents per song on the CD. That's why they have to hit the road and they have to make their money doing live concerts because they ain't getting nothing from radio play or CD sales, hardly nothing. Because the folks who are making the money, producers, writers, <laughs> and you'll never see them. You'll never see them. My wife and I would go into the school sometimes and we would encourage young people to not strive to be behind the microphone or on the screen be the writers, be the producers, be the directors. Did you know that makeup artists get big pay? Wardrobe design, set design, big pay. So we got our minds all focused on, I want to be on stage. I want to be behind the mic. And that's not where it is, unless that's God's dream. And when God says, that's the part of the dream that I have for you to be on the stage or behind the mic. Then guess what? He'll give you the right writers, the right producers, the right connections to make that happen. But if that's not for you, it's okay. Just find my place. My wife and I, we understood. We're writers. We can sing a little bit, but no. We don't have those knock you out kind of singing voices. Ah, this is wonderful. Oh, yeah, I'll put down my money and buy all your CDs. No, but we can write. And we also found out you can actually have a pretty good living being the writers. 
What am I getting at? Would you be willing to devote yourself to God's dream? Devote yourself to his. Last thing, my time is up. These last nuggets of wisdom. Get your GED. I call it God's eternal design. (laughs) Find out what's God's design for your life. Keep your focus and roll with that. Once God gives you focus and gets you momentum, you find something that you're really good at, stick with that. I'm one of those people, there are several things that I can do. I can write, I can direct, I can, and so it's very easy for me to lose focus and go start working on this and start working on that. No, you find what works, you stay with that because what's going to happen is if you roll with what's working, then all the other things that God has for you in your life, he's going to pull all of that along with it. He's going to bring it all along with you. So you don't have to keep stopping the thing that God has made you successful at to go start working on something else. I want to share this with you. With all the things that my wife and I have done over these last 25, 30 years, there are different seasons for different parts of the dream. So if you're in a season right now where you can't be on the stage, it's okay. Work it, what God has given you, where you are now. And that's the power that's in your hands right now for being here in Empowerment Center. Submit to God's leadership for you here and now. If you'll be faithful in another man's vision, God will promote you. And I know here in Harrisburg, many people are afraid of that because you've been burned and hurt. You've gone to different churches and been under different ministries where it was all about that pastor. And they used people and they abused people. They took advantage of people. They surrounded themselves and they had some of you, some of y'all that had you coming to church five and six and seven days a week. That's not this man and woman's heart. That's not their heart. They're trying to equip you so that when God, when you have your once in a lifetime moment, you'll be ready. And they're not going to stop you. I can tell you now. We don't have had a chance to spend some time with them. They're not going to stop you. They're going to they're going to be your biggest cheerleaders to say, go for it. Do it. That's why God put us here. God sent us to Harrisburg to equip you so that the dream that God put within you, it could be released. We just want you to be ready when it comes. But God tests you through this season of will you be faithful and invest to help them in what God told them to do here in Harrisburg. We're in Harrisburg now because we were faithful for 17 years in another man's vision. I hadn't written, wasn't writing books, wasn't preaching messages every week, didn't have my own ministry. Everything that we did, we invested it all there. I gave them my best ideas at the time. I didn't hold back no songs. God gave me a song. We, we wrote it, produced it, gave it to them. You plant and sow your best because you're in a safe place. They didn't pay me to say this. You're in a safe place. Don't hold back ideas. Say, no, I'm going to save that for when God give me my own business. No, don't do that. No, they ain't trying to steal your business, ain't trying to steal your ideas. But this is a place where you can learn You can learn how to operate a business. 
This is the place where God will equip you. He will strengthen you. You will sharpen you. Yeah. Pace yourself. Life is not is a, is a marathon. It's not a sprint. Just pace yourself. Submit to your leaders. And here's my last one. Trust God. And here's why you got to trust God. Because God's dream for you will always be bigger than you. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Come on, sir. Bless the Lord. <laughs>